Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we are being joined by two guests. Is this the second time we've done two? I don't I think. remember. I'm trying to have a fun fact of our own, Meg. I'm sorry. I don't Get with remember. it. So we're welcoming back Tim, and our new guest is Jocelyn Nielsen. Both of you, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> don't be so excited. I can't help it. Um, So Jocelyn worked with Katie on her Disney College program um, in Tomorrowland. Yes, we know her. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a pattern. (laughs) All our guests. Um, So we have Tim's profile already. So we wanted to get to know Jocelyn a little bit more with her Disney side, as Disney used to call it. Hashtag. I miss that little marketing thing they did okay it was a good one it was a really good one and i do marketing so like i appreciated it sometimes it (laughs) pops up on my time hop like all the disney side things i would do and i'm like i missed that yeah that was good (laughs) all right so first basic question how did you get into disney well i am a disney lifer i'm still trying to figure out actual timelines but my parents say they took me to Beauty and the Beast in the theater. But it can't have been when it would, like first came out because I wasn't born then. But they <laughs> remember bringing me. So I'm trying to figure out re-release. But Disney did do a lot of re-releases of films. So it's possible. Yeah. I, they did say, I mean, like that they took me at least to Aladdin in theater when that came out. And I was alive then. You were alive for that. <laughs> so who would you say is your favorite character? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I know it's hard. Mine there, changes I mean, literally all the time. Char- like Characters and movies, like, I have like different reasons. Right now, I would probably say Figment <gasps> is nice. my number one. I He's just, really like, enjoy Figment. Yeah, just like his, whim- like his whimsicalness and like, oh, oh man. <laughs> I, I have a little Jim Shore Figment literally next to oh. me at all times. Meg's showing him off. <laughs> one of uh, one of one of my best friends actually met from my last from this last pro- Disney program that I did. She met like sent me two Figment postcards after Aww. I came like after I came back home. That's and I'm just like, you know, yeah, Disney feels right I there. Love Figment bringing a little magic back for, home for anybody who doesn't know who Figment is. Because if you're not a Disney park goer, you might not have any idea who we're talking about. And Figment was, slash, is, and should be forever, Disney, Epcot's um, mascot. He is this little purple dragon who's supposed to be the Figment of your imagination. He has his own ride. Used to be a lot cooler than it is, but it's still really cute. And, um, yeah, his little, his, like, owner is the dream maker. He has a very catchy theme song. He does. One little spark of inspiration. And speaking of One Little Spark, shout out to my friend Julie, who just started a Disney foodie podcast called One Little Spice, because her favorite character is also Figment. <laughs> so, if anybody likes the Disney need, parks... Like, we need to use this bell for any time we uh, 
Oh, I know. We're going to have the crossover here of the bell from Swishing Flick to Grown Up Kids. Um, Anytime we do a plug. But, yeah, One Little Spice is a Disney foodie podcast for the parks. So if you're a park goer and you like food, you can go search One Little Spice and hear her out. But back to Jocelyn's Disney profile. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite movie currently or of all time? Because I know mine is also kind of fluid here. Yeah, because I've been doing like a similar project to what you guys are doing with this podcast. Mm -hmm. I would say right like right now, I'm like I've really enjoyed the story of Robin Hood and his Merry Men, like the like the like the fifties live live action. action. I've never seen it because it oh, I I can't wait for you guys to watch it. It's (laughs) it's great, like it's great, and I love I love the animated version, Mm -hmm. but this like this live action kind of is kind of like an origin story but also like the main action that we're familiar with from the from the animated version nice and we'll get, we're getting yeah, to it I'm soon ex- i'm excited i actually don't think that i had that on our list originally and then whenever you jocelyn sent me a d23 list yeah shout out to jocelyn i saw that on there and i was like oh why don't i have this on our list we should watch it <sighs> so if Next. you can pick one which everyone seems to pick the same so i'm curious to see if you Follow all of us sheeps. <laughs> what would you say is your uh, favorite favorite Disney park? Oh, man. I know. Oh, gosh. World Showcase. Like, each each park has, like, some aspect that is, like, my favorite thing. And World Showcase is probably numero uno just because the Florida program was my way to do, like, a study abroad without actually, like, paying to do a study abroad. I got to go work and... And travel. So to speak. <laughs> I love <laughs> <And> so... that. <laughs> yeah, the World Showcase at Epcot is something special. Mm-hmm. And especially because um, we did our Disney College programs in the fall. Were you in the fall or did you join in the spring? I did Fall she Advantage. Did fall. Yeah. fall Advantage. Okay, yeah. Fall at Epcot is just the bomb oh, man. because you have the Food and Wine Festival. Then you have like the Christmas Festival that they do. Mm-hmm. And those two festivals combined are, like, probably my favorite. I still really want to go for, like, a solid vacation and go see the Festival of the Arts in February. January, February at Epcot. Because I've heard amazing things about it. But Epcot, because now they've turned it into, like, a festival park and they incorporate the World Showcase with the festivals is really awesome. And I, I will not... I'm not going to deny this, but Epcot used to be my least favorite park. Same. Un- I know, Tim. <laughs> not cool. You guys um, know that's, like, tied for my favorite with Magic Kingdom. I love it now. <laughs> I love it a lot more now. But it, it just used to, I don't know. Because, well, you know, there there no. wasn't there wasn't as much magic, I guess, at Epcot as there is at Magic Kingdom or even Animal Kingdom now, I think, especially with all the new additions and stuff that they have going on there. But, um, yeah, Epcot and the festivals are, are definitely up there now. I don't know really anymore if I can pick a number one park. Well, I just like that Epcot is, like, finding another way to celebrate those countries. Yeah. You know, through mm-hmm. food, which, like... And art. Who doesn't love food? Yeah. That's why I, I And mean, booze. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too, Tim. I'm Irish and German, of course. I'm going to talk about booze. <laughs> if anybody wants a good drink at Epcot, at the United Kingdom Pavilion, they've got the, the Welsh Green Dragon, and that is my all time. And you don't need drink. a festival for that; it's there all the time. Rosen Crown, love the Rosen Crown. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, my girlfriend's going to Disney World for her 21st, and she'll be at Epcot. I told her she has to have a drink in oh, honor of me because I'm not going to be there. My first alcoholic drink was at Disney World. Yeah. Mine wasn't, I wish. But... <laughs> All right. Uh, my turn to ask. Yep. Last one. What is your favorite Disney memory? All right. Um, I mean, besides working with me for a very short period mean, of time. Obvious, <laughs> obviously, that was, you know, was one of the highlights of my life right there. Uh, all, all of those late night IHOP runs. Oh, yeah. After, after work. Uh, I would say, I mean, like, quickly, like, I got to go, like, for my seventh birthday. My family and, like, our next door neighbors, you know, went to the parks. That was great. But, like... A bigger memory than that was a few years later, we, because I lived like six years in Southern California as a kid. And one of those years we went to California Adventure and they had these weird, like, because they have the, like the citizens of Buena Vista Street now, kind of like the citizens of Hollywood over at Hollywood Studios. But for some, like, I don't know why this, I mean, this was like definitely pre, like, rehaul of the park but they had these like weird like these three ladies who would walk around hollywood land over in california adventure and they looked like space women but not like to but not tomorrowland i'm talking like uh like astronauts space have, women no like um th- like xen like xenon oh. like futuristic like like i've got i do have pictures Zenus i will post Lapidus. them on this I will put them on the group page. So they had these, like, I mean, like, they were, like, these weird, like, weirdly vibrant colored dress. And they were, you know, doing a little thing, having the crowd. They picked my brother. And they had him act like a bull, like, put his, like, fingers up to be like horns. And they had a rope, and they were going to, ho- like, hog time. And, oh, man. It was, just, like, it was one of those, ran- like, random things. Interactions that just like really, that are so fun. That just really made it. But yeah. I, I will I will send those pictures to you. Cause yeah, yeah, do it. They were great. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Xenon. Yeah. I love those random, I mean, that's a magical those, moment. Yeah, Just... those random interactions yeah. with cast members, whether they're entertainment or not. What like... you stumble upon. Like, sometimes you just yeah. find the most random magic and it makes your day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, today we are going to be discussing Fun and Fancy Free. Which was a first-time watch for Katie and I. Yeah. Um, I had seen bits and pieces of Mickey and the Beanstalk. I had not. Um, but I had never seen Bongo the Bear before. So the, it was it was cute. But uh, now it's time for the 30-second Disney Dash. Mm-hmm. So who wants to go first? I think you should go first. Okay. I'm oh, me. really? I thought you were going to fight me on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Right. You're winging it, right? I'm winging it because I, I just got it. I just watched it. I know, but okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. You want to get your thoughts together? No, I'm just gonna talk. Bongo, Mickey, Donald, Goofy. Yeah. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Set. Go. So the opening scene is with Jiminy Cricket, and he introduces us to Bongo the bear, who is a circus bear who really hates being in the... Well, he likes being in the circus, but he doesn't like how they treat him in the circus. So then he escapes, and then he falls in love in the forest with a girl bear. I don't know her name. And then we go to this really weird intermission with this guy talking with puppets, and I'm not a fan of it. And then we see... Um, shoot, Mickey and the Beanstalk and Willie the Giant and they plant the magic beads 
beans and they go up. And, yep. That was pretty good for not preparing it, though. (laughs) I'll give you that. Uh, Yeah. Let's have a non-host go. Nose goes. I'll go. Good, because you lost anyway. (laughs) I don't care. I'm winging it too, Megan. It's okay. All right. You ready? All right. Okay. Set. Go. We start with Jiminy Cricket singing, then on to the tale of Bongo the Bear, a circus bear who's abused by... Then on to him going to the woods. He falls in love with a pretty girl. A bigger bear loves her, but she ends up slapping Bongo, which is a sign of love. I don't understand why. Then Bongo ends up slapping her. They fall in love. Then on to Jack and the Beanstalk with Mickey Mouse. And that's all I have. <laughs> all right. 19 seconds. Oh. I like that you can just submit it. And I'm done. I forgot about the slapping. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. That was odd. Uh, but yeah. You know. It was very odd. Yeah. Very Since they tell each other they love each other, like, if humans did that, no go. They had a whole song about it. Oh, they did. Jocelyn, would you like to go? Or do you want to yeah, go Yeah, I last? can go. Okay. All right. On your mark. Get set. Go. All right. So Jiminy's in some random stranger's house, and he's, you know, singing. And then he comes across a really sad-looking doll and a really sad-looking bear. And he decides, I'm going to play a record to make you guys happy. And it happens to be Bongo, which is about a circus bear who runs away from the circus after listening to his crazy, like, hallucinations. And he finds this girl bear, the first one he's ever seen, and he falls in love. And he doesn't slap her. So he has to, like, basically use all of his circus tricks to beat the other bear. And then he, you know, stories. Oh, did I? (laughs) Guess I didn't practice enough. But you were doing such a good one of Bongo for sure. Yeah, I know. It was way more in depth. Also, were you reading anything or was that just off your head? That was. I I mean, I watched it, like, rewatched it earlier today, but. But still, you guys. Well, dang, that was like very like that was good for just like yeah. reading it out of the top of your head though. I'm the only one that wrote it down, not personally. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't write it down though, I'd be like, uh, there's like a bear and then like a giant. That's all I know. At least Katie didn't like buzz really loudly in your face like she did to me whenever I went over. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, you did. You were like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Katie. Uh... All right, are you ready? No. Three, two, one. Intro, Jiminy Cricket in someone's house. Plays a record about a story called Bongo. A bear who, li- a circus bear who dreams of living in the wild only. He realizes he doesn't actually know how to be a bear, but he meets a girl bear and falls in love, winning her heart with a slap. Then we move on to Mickey and the Beanstalk. Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are starving because the kingdom they live in has fallen to ruin. Mickey acquires magic beans to meet a mean giant and steal back the, mag- the kingdom's magic carp to restore peace to the land. I'm done. Also, one second. I got tripped up because instead of a circus bear, it said a virus bear because apparently it auto-corrected. And I was like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> a virus bear. A virus bear. <laughs> okay. So really quick little uh, fact about Mickey and the Beanstalk. That part in the beginning, whenever they're cutting the bread and it's like the thin slices, I have used that like gif so many times on Facebook, like as a comment. And I never realized that that's what it was from. And we're watching, and I'm like, oh my god, Katie, it's the gif about being poor. <laughs> I was like, that's the one where it says, this is how I eat when I'm saving for a Disney vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that so gif. Cutting little thin slices of bread. It's a jam. All right. Some poor history. Mickey. 
Um, so this is another package film, and it was released on September 27th of 1947. It's the ninth animated feature film and the fourth package film to be produced in the 40s to save money during World War II. Um, the nice, so as much as I'm, like, I've said it before, I'm a little bit over the package films. Like, I want to get to, like, Cinderella and Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland and, you know, the ones that are, like, the whole movie is a story. <laughs> and it's, you know. We're getting there, man. I know. I'm just being impatient. <laughs> Give Walt some time. However, these package films are what finance Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. So... Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for them. <laughs> so now they're cool. <laughs> now they're cool. So this Told film you. is only <laughs> two shorts, <laughs> uh, Bongo and Mickey and the Beanstalk. And it's primarily animated, but it also uses some live action segments to join the two stories together. And this short is the last time that Walt ever voices Mickey Mouse. And I knew that before we watched it. And I was like, I don't know. I just had to like cling to it while he was talking because I just wanted to Because his voice remember is going to change after this forever. Yeah. Yeah. Which also I feel is weird because this is really the only like full length animated feature film where Mickey actually like talks a lot. Like I don't think mm-hmm. he says anything in Fantasia, does he? He says at the very end he says like one line, right? Yeah, because he thinks yeah. the conductor. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's like it. So it's like, you know, he's voiced mickey for forever and this is the last time he does it and this is like the only time that mickey is like a a lead character in one of his full length features Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i thought that that was interesting well that's a fitting end then that mickey actually had more parts to say things yeah Mm -hmm. he just did all of his little short animations leading up to this with mickey do you guys have anything to add to history before I jump into these fun facts? No, you actually covered what I was going to say about history. Because <laughs> <All right. laughs> so you know I'm... I know my stuff. You do, especially with these films, which I love having you on for them because I, I don't know. Oh, I feel like a lot of people don't know much about them mm-hmm. unless that's just like me talking because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen them. And you appreciate yeah. them, and you're making me appreciate them. So yeah. I, I more appreciate are... them like. Because of the movies coming up, like I told you, Ace Peter Pan was my favorite. Cinderella is my mom's, and my dad's actually. It's both of their princess, mm-hmm. and like yeah, everybody Alice in Wonderland. Um, I was not allowed to watch it till I was twelve, but I remember like going to my aunt's house, being like, "Can I watch Alice in Wonderland?" And like those are like some of my favorites. So it's like if these wouldn't have been made, they might not have been able to do them. It's true. That's why I appreciate them so much. Yeah. So as Meg said. This is another packaged film. So both of these shorts were actually meant to be feature-length films. But, again, to save money, what? I just want to say that, like, most of these shorts that have made up these packaged films, I feel as if I don't really know if they, like, could have been a standalone animated feature film. So it ends up working well, in my opinion, that they do kind of group them together into shorter animated blurbs. Together. Well, this might explain it a little bit. Hold on, Jocelyn wants to say something. Oh, go ahead. Well, it's kind of like, um, like with Dumbo, they, when they were making Dumbo, they pushed, like they tried to push that story as far as they could to make it like a feature, like a feature length mm-hmm. film, and then said we can't push it anymore. I don't. Yeah, I agree. Like I don't think these could have been pushed. Like yeah, they probably could have added some, 
Yeah. But I don't think they would have been able to be pushed enough and maintain the same quality. Right, like Bongo. I feel like it could have been like shorter. I feel like it told the story well. And I don't know how much more I really would have cared about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know that that sounds kind of mean. But, but I don't know how much more my attention would have been held for Bongo's story than it was. I do feel like it was actually a little bit long. Yeah, I do too. But Mickey and the Beanstalk, I think, was the perfect length. Yeah, that one was perfect. What's my jam? <laughs> it's a cute one. And I love the store Sir Mickey's. At, oh my god. And that Fantasy makes so Land much sense to me now. At Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's the... It's, I, yeah. Now it's I know. kingdom. <laughs> That's the castle. Now I'm going to go look at it more. Can we book a trip? Yeah. Okay. I'll so, go with. <laughs> so after World War II, Walt assessed the array of half-completed movies he had in his lineup and decided to splice some of them into packaged films. So he could get, like, it's a fairly quick way to get movies out and generate some money, which we've seen this with Make My Music. We see it again here. We've seen it with a couple other ones. The Three Caballeros. Yeah. And, um, what was that other uh, one? Saludos Amigos. Saludos Amigos, that's right. Also, as Meg And said, also, next week, Melody Time is another, um, package film. Are you mm-hmm. gonna be okay with that? I'll get over it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's cute. Okay, it's so yeah, fun. I'm excited. It's a good one. <laughs> it's better than Make My Music. Yes. And you I like agree. that one. I do like Make My Music, but I like Melody Time more. So, also, as Meg said, Fun and Fancy Free did help finance Cinderella, and Walt told his employees, boys, if Cinderella doesn't make it, we're through. Which I think is pretty intense for Walt to say, because that dude was trampled on I mean, in early honestly, life. If I had been in Walt's shoes, like, I probably would have given up way before even these movies came out. <laughs> like, back whenever he was just trying to get the little shorts out with Oswald and Mickey, that enough was like he went through a lot you know yeah he did it's a determined guy keep moving forward yeah yeah that's where it came Mm -hmm. (laughs) so mickey and the beanstalk was originally titled the legend of the happy valley but it was changed to make it clear that disney's big star was part of the production which i think was probably pretty smart because who doesn't love mickey well he was losing popularity at that point yeah he had fallen behind, like, some Warner Brothers characters. Did you say that? I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Oh, no. I, I, you were, like, looking through your fun facts. No, like, I oh, didn't did say I that. jump ahead to one of your fun facts? I'm no, sorry. You have done that in the past, but this time, no. <laughs> um, there are several deleted scenes for this movie because there was, these were obviously supposed to be two separate feature-length films. Um, but they needed to be fit into the span of one movie. Um, one of them is a scene that was Mickey, Donald, and Goofy accidentally waking up the giant's toddler's son. Toddler's... Wait, giant's toddler's son. I can speak. And, right the first time. <laughs> and he, like, thinks they're his toys. Um, also, the FIFO... FIFO FUM song was originally longer. Um, and it featured Willie changing into a three-headed dragon, a walrus, and other things, aside from a pink fluffy bunny. I like the bunny. <laughs> Which we did see. We never saw the fly, though. Um, so, again, as Meg stated, this was the last film that Walt voiced Mickey. He was just too busy with the company. He had too many other duties to work with. Um, so he asked his sound effect guy, Jimmy McDonald, to take over the role, and he voiced Mickey for three decades. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so even though this was the last film that... Will provided Mickey's voice 
Wilt. Walt provided <laughs> Mickey's voice for it. It wasn't the last time he spoke for Mickey. He still uh, reprised his role on, like, the occasional TV show. Which I'm glad he didn't just stop mm. altogether. Yeah. Because that'd be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, other familiar faces were supposed to have cameos in this movie. So, like, we obviously see Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Jiminy Cricket. Um, but Honest John and Gideon Foulfellow, which I Cleo. didn't know that was his name. Oh, yeah, and Cleo. We saw Cleo. Um, those two were supposed to have traded Mickey the Magic Beans. Mm-hmm. Another version that was even storyboarded. That makes sense. Right. Uh, had Queen Mickey, Queen Minnie presenting Mickey with a gift of the Magic Beans. They, okay, this is really random, but not random because it does make sense. So I don't know why I said it was random. But <laughs> there was this pin set that came out. A couple years ago at Walt Disney World, and it had Mickey and the Beanstalk as um, one of the sets. It was like Disney couples, and it was Queen Minnie and Sir Mickey. I bet it's from and that. It was, and I have both of them because those were like the only two that I saved. I traded all the others because I was like, oh, Mickey and Minnie, they're so cute together. And it's like Minnie in her pink dress with her like little princess hat on. I can picture it actually. Yeah. You should take a picture of it and post it in the Maybe group. Maybe I will. How funny. I didn't even know that that was, like, from a deleted scene. <laughs> that makes that pin even more special. Good thing you didn't trade it. Yeah. Um, also, mm. the song in the beginning, the one that Jiminy Cricket sings, um, I'm a Happy Go Lucky Fellow, uh, that was actually a discarded song from Pinocchio. Hmm. So I don't know if that, like, random house was also, like, supposed to be from Pinocchio. I don't know oh, why Jimmy animation? Cricket likes to break and enter places, but... <laughs> That might make sense. Yeah. I have no idea. Because it does, like... I mean, all the man- animation fits because it's, like, Disney animation. But, like, mm-hmm. that matches the look of Pinocchio a little bit. Yeah, I have no mm-hmm. idea. I just mm-hmm. know the song. Um, Willie Maybe the... not the record player, though. No. <laughs> or the record with Bongo on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Willie the Giant was voiced by Billy Gilbert, who also voiced Sneezy. And he was a well-known comedian whose famous shtick was a comic sneeze, hence why he was cast for Sneezy. So it's also said that he got the part simply by walking into Disney's office and sneezing five times. <laughs> Which the giant did have, like, a comical sneeze in there, so I bet Walt sure wanted that, that in there. in there on purpose. So we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but there's actually several narrators for, um, I think, maybe just Mickey and the Beanstalk. Um, so this one that we watched had Edgar Bergen, and then when the movie was aired on Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, Bergen was replaced by an animated character named Ludwig von Drake. Another version has Sterling Holloway, which- I want to watch that one. I know, which we all know is Pooh. And in the early 1970s, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop took over the storytelling duties. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I loved Lamb Chop. <laughs> so did I. Isn't she like just a sock? essentially pretty much yeah mm-hmm. she's perfect katie <laughs> that's all i got ludwig von drake is awesome though i like him he does mm-hmm. like didn't they do a little series on the disney channel with him um or hold on maybe he is on some disney vhs tapes from when i was little and that's what i'm remembering yes well just... i mean like he did he was part. I mean, he was partly created for like the wonderful world of color, like yeah. the actual like. So TV he show. had enough, like yeah, the TV show and then the sing along videos. 
Yes, he was the host it. for mm-hmm. several of those. That's where I'm thinking oh. of him mm-hmm. from is the sing along videos. I like grew up on those. Me yep. too. Mm-hmm. I still have them. My mom watches them with my nephew now. I have them too. And I've digitized them for my children <laughs> when I have Very them because I don't have any right now. But I'm thinking <laughs> ahead to the future. Another um, on VHS. I mean, I have a VHS player, but that's a lot of work to get out. So, <laughs> character profiles. I pulled um, just like the big four, as I called them, which was Jiminy, who we see return. So, I think that this is interesting um, that we see Jiminy again because he shows up a lot throughout Disney history. Like, he's used for so many things. He really is kind of like a guiding conscious conscience if you think about it like throughout other aspects of disney history i mean like he ran the show for wishes at magic kingdom for years um just rip my heart out it's okay i know (laughs) (laughs) but we also you know like he is just a known narrator for a lot of things pertaining to disney so it was nice and refreshing to see him back and i because i love jiminy um then i pulled bongo who mm-hmm. is our little circus bear, who's really cute. Um, I thought that it was adorable that he, like, perused the forest on his little unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, was great. Yeah, and Can he's just, about... like, a carefree... Yeah. Can we talk about the slapping, though? The slapping was weird. <laughs> yes. It really they... was weird. I was, like, I was watching mm-hmm. it, and I saw her slap him... And, like, she was, like, so happy about it. And he was, like, taken <laughs> aback. And I'm, like, what is happening? And Katie even looked at me and she's, like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and I'm, like, I don't either. Like, does she hate him? Like, why is she upset that he's leaving? She just slapped him twice. Like, I don't get mm-hmm. it. And then that song happened. And then Katie's, like, oh. I feel like this is a setup for Country Bear Jamboree. That's <laughs> what it sounded like. <laughs> that song is now stuck in my head. Yeah. So the slapping song. I but, still have that song in my head. Yeah. But that overall, the story was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I also felt like that big bear. Looked, the mean bear? Yeah, the mean bear looked like some ape that was in a Disney movie, just with a bear <laughs> head instead. But I can't think his of it. His face, his mouth and everything. Like oh, the way... he actually kind of looked like Pete. Like Big Pete, but like a bear. Oh, you're right. He does kind of remind me of Pete a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like that big burly mm-hmm. body and the tiny yeah. head, you know? Um, okay, so then I picked Mickey next for Mickey and the Beanstalk because Who's the how leader can we of not? the club? Exactly. He's just the best mm-hmm. ever. Um, and he steals the show like he's supposed to in that short. He saves the day. I mm-hmm. That short was hilarious. Like... I'm not, I'm not the biggest. I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep, but it's not because I didn't <laughs> like it. It's just because I'm really tired today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and watch it again. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Donald fan. Like I, I don't mind him, but this one he was hilarious in because he is the definition of hangry, and I can relate so well. Oh, oh my god, he looked. Like demonic, possessed. I know you oh, saw yeah. that axe and whoo, that mm-hmm. the start like the crazy yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah, he was psychotic. That's my favorite. Donald is when he's crazy. <laughs> I don't know why. 
He's yeah, he was super crazy. In if I one. was eating tissue paper bread, I'd be crazy too. Yeah, that's I would sad. too. And then Mickey shows up with beans. No. Oh, I would have done what Bongo did to that girl and slapped him. <laughs> Tim, that's a wrong message. I know, but I'm starving and you're going to bring me freaking beans? Like, no. Magic. Yeah, but they're you know magic. what? It got them sure, up in the sky magic. and they almost got killed by a giant. Way to go, Mickey. That's true. Speaking of the you giant, can't... he's the next character I pulled out, Willie. Yeah. Willie the weird giant. Yeah, he turned into a rabbit. He can turn into anything he wants because he knows the magic song. I just love how they like tried to trick him into turning into a fly. That was so smart. That was really like quick mm-hmm. thinking. Mickey's a smart dude. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. It's because he's really Walt. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Fun part. Who was each of our favorite characters? I mean, I gotta go Mickey, I guess. I'm also gonna go Mickey. You already know who mine is. <laughs> it's Mickey. Tim like, loves Mickey. Oh, I have a Mickey shrine. Like, come on. Nothing tops Mickey. But I also really do like, did like Jiminy as well. And I liked his song in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to, you know, be the, like, at the other end, Charlie McCarthy, one of the two ventriloquist dummies. Oh, because oh. throughout the Mickey and the Beanstalk short. Oh. He was just cracking all of these little sarcastic, sassy lines that, like, some of them were even going up into, like, adult, like, adult-level yes. humor, and I was just like, I actually understand, like, I understand this. And, oh, uh, it was just speaking to me. Charlie was funny. The best the best one, and I'll see if I can, like, say it without it being like you had to be there. Um, when the giant was, like, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy were on the table. The giant hadn't seen him yet, but he smelled him. And he was, like, sniffing around, and he's like, I smell! And then Charlie goes, yeah, you do, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, if I had watched this as a kid, would have gone right over my head. But, like, I love that they put those little nuggets in there, you yeah. know, for the adults to watch as well and enjoy mm-hmm. it just as much as their kids do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about our favorite scene or segment? I'm going to go with the bread scene because <laughs> it just, like, blew my mind when I discovered that that famous Facebook gif was from Mickey and the Beanstalk. I'll say mm-hmm. the song that Goofy sings when they're waiting for oh Mickey God, to come back cute. with, like, what they think is going to be this, this crazy spread. Yeah, that I want that to be, like, my theme song for life because I love food. Yeah, pretty so much funny. he just says like he wants to eat meat meat until he dies I'm like yes I understand that <laughs> I don't like that part and that's called student level hunger mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. yeah, when he smacks Donald mm-hmm. in the face with his animal's apple <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny but I did yeah. um, my favorite was probably when the beanstalk was growing like how they were like asleep and it kept like oh, yeah, the beanstalk was like finding them yeah. beds i thought that was hilarious i don't know i, like I really part. liked that part i was... i love that like i love that scene but since you just said that i'm gonna agree with you but the the, the forest like the first nighttime that bongo's in the woods mm-hmm. was like snow oh. white level terror yeah that's a good yeah. one that and i actually remember I thinking like, if i spent a night in the woods oh my gosh mm-hmm. i would have been like Bongo. i yeah I could never see you spending a night in the woods, Megan. No, it I could never happen. see you doing any of that. 
Nah, I'm, no. I'm a city girl. <laughs> yeah, I just, I loved the, like, the exaggeration of everything. Like, mm-hmm. the chopping down <laughs> of, like, the teeny tiny little stalk and it's, The like, little caterpillar it, like, eating. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> going to town on that leaves. <laughs> like, you know he really wasn't that loud. Right, he even, <laughs> he looked angry. We're well, watching even, that even part, like, and Katie is like, this is the most unlucky bear ever, getting struck by lightning this many times. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I learned a fun mm-hmm. fact this past weekend that a bolt of lightning is only, like, a centimeter thick or something. Quarter of an inch. Oh, a quarter of an inch. It, look, I really retained that, didn't I? But how are you going to get struck <laughs> that many times? It's a horrible thing. That's pretty crazy. Do we have a least favorite scene? Mine's the slapping scene. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird. I don't like the slapping scene. Well, I mean, I did, of course. Like, I didn't. There was not a part of this movie I hated, but that was probably my least favorite part because I was just like so confused because it was just like the I don't know. It was I just confusing. Yeah, that part wasn't. I just didn't like to watch it. But then, mm-hmm. um, other than that, I oh my god, the part where in the very beginning of Bongo, he's out there and he's performing, and then he goes into the shadows and then they put, like, that Uh-oh. chain on his neck, Aww. and that then they too. take him directly to his little... And then, oh my gosh, just, like, seeing his routine just, like, depressed me. And it was, like, all of mm-hmm. a minute of the movie, but <laughs> mm-hmm. that was sad. I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't care for the... Um... They didn't show the circus like Dumbo showed the circus. They yeah. they showed, like, a bad <laughs> side of it, like, a really bad side of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really like the, um, the other, uh, what the heck am I trying to say? The other puppet in the live oh, action. Oh, Mortimer? Yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. I could do without him. <laughs> Oh, but he was so great at the very end. At the end, yeah, he was pretty sad, but... <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like, when he was, like, talking with Willie. Like, everyone else, oh, like, yeah, focused yeah. on the, like, focused on Bergen. But he's talking to Willie, and he's just like, yeah, you know, it's just... You're just a figment of his imagination. Like, obviously. And he's like, oh, don't, like, make sure to lower the roof quietly. You don't want to wake Mr. Bergen up. <laughs> that was good. You're right. I... Yeah, and sorry, and sorry to take away from your your hated, your least favorite part. I really didn't like. I don't like the the Happy Valley song. You know what? I didn't really either. You're right. The scare mainly like how like the animals that were chosen, but mainly like the scarecrow and the crows. There was just, I don't know. There was just always something that kind of like creeped me out a little bit about about that scarecrow. I don't know. He's just a little. He's just a little too something. He's a little too happy, like in a creepy way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I totally know mm-hmm. what you're saying. And those crows, we commented on it when we were watching it. I thought they looked a lot like the crows from Dumbo, just like more generalized, like less personality. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I totally thought the. I totally thought the same thing, especially when they had like three of them all kind of like, oh my, oh my, like. I feel like that was like basically apart from, if I like. Uh, like the elephant, like when I see an elephant fly. Yeah, maybe it was. I didn't find that in my fun facts, but you know, who knows? <laughs> oh, probably. I mean, like, maybe, maybe not. But well, they reuse animation all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Um, 
it's okay if you don't have an answer to this question, but, mm-hmm. like, does anybody have anything that they took away from it? Like, a, a theme that they like, or just, like, something meaningful from the story? If you love someone, don't slap them. Yeah. That's not a good idea. No. No, I'm just kidding. I'll try to think of a real thing. Do you have anything? Save the slapping for bears. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that, uh, again, so looking back at the last package film that we did, which was Make Mine Music... We pulled Casey's Corner from there, right? Yeah. And now again, in this one, we pull something else from the parks, which is the Sir Mickey gift shop in Fantasyland. And I just love how they pull things from obscure stuff that maybe not everybody has seen, and they turn it into this magical piece in the Disney parks, which is another reason for anybody who's listening who hasn't gone to the Disney parks, I highly recommend it, because... (laughs) It's just amazing what they put in there. Like, you would think, oh, I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to see Mickey everywhere. And, like, okay, Sir Mickey maybe not is not the best example because, yes, it is Mickey again. But, you know, like mm-hmm. Casey's Corner and um, Splash Mountain from Song of the South and just, like, all of these obscure things that are, you know, Disney, like quintessentially Disney but are pulled from these obscure pieces of history, you know? And this is just another example of that with the Sir Mickey gift shop. And the theming of that gift shop is beautiful. I mean, like, it's not so much themed anymore with, like, the items that are sold there, but just, like, the overall look of the Sir Mickey gift shop with the beanstalk coming out of it, and it's right next to the castle in the heart of Fantasyland. It's just beautiful. I can't believe I never made that connection before. That blows my mind. (laughs) Katie, self, you're dumb. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Katie. <laughs> but I love, yeah, I really love that, like... Everybody tell Katie she's not dumb in the comments below. I'm just below. kidding. I don't actually think <laughs> I'm dumb. Um, I love that, like, you know, for extreme Disney nerds, such as the four of us here, you know, they have can those... appreciate that. Yeah, they have those little mm-hmm. nuggets for, like... If it's your first time going there, or me, I've been there a million times, but I'm like, oh my god, you're right, that does connect to this obscure package film, that's amazing. That's another reason why I love hidden Mickeys at the Disney parks so much, too, because they're, like, something that not everybody knows about, but when you find them, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have a takeaway? Go ahead, Jocelyn. So, when I was watching, I was focusing kind of, like, on, like, the story, like, how the story and stories were presented mm-hmm. and I like I loved like how they were different like you've got Bongo and it's like it's a recording so it's very I mean it's like it's bedtime story it's very straightforward where there's no there's no interrupt I mean like there's no interruptions from Jiminy there's just straight Dinah Shore mm-hmm. and slapping bears it's great <laughs> and then <laughs> But, I mean, but there's nothing really out of the blue, whereas you've got this party, and that one you have, I mean, you've got Mortimer, and he, Mortimer, and he's being kind of, you know, like, his very, very sad, very kind of downhearted, like, doesn't want to listen to anything because they're going to kill the cow, and, like, all <laughs> like, all these different things, and you've got Charlie, cra- like, making wisecracks, and Luann is trying, like, she's just, like, this adorable I swear she doesn't like age in like the four <laughs> movies that she's like in one right after another. And that one, I felt more like I felt like I was actually a part of the party because it, because there were those interruptions. Yeah. 
it wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't just listen, being told a story I was actually like at the storytelling at the story at the storytelling and I love and I really liked that yeah I can mm-hmm. agree with that I want to know what that hat was he was wearing in the beginning though yeah what was that oh the like the part like the party hat that it he was, was a very weird looking yeah. party hat oh I mean... side note so I think the house that Jiminy breaks into is Luana Patton's because it's her invitation that like tells him where the party is. Mm. But still, nice. Jiminy breaks into a lot of people's houses. And... He does. Mm-hmm. And this is even after like you know he's got his nice clothes on, so this is clearly after Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's clearly still... a conscience. Yeah, he's still breaking into people's places. You don't have you don't you're not poor and need a place to stay anymore. That might actually be my takeaway. Lock your window so Jiminy Clifford doesn't sneak in your house. <laughs> no. But on the serious note, like, I kind of go based off the title. Like, they're two fun, carefree stories. And you wouldn't necessarily think of Bongo and Mickey and the Beanstalk coming together. But Walt kind of had a way where he merged them together, like you said, with the party. And then, you know, first it was Diana Shore's story and... Like, I really like how they, how it kind of comes together, even though it doesn't really make sense. It is kind of fun and fancy free, like the title says. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when the music starts, it goes like fun, 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 like, and it was fun, fun, fun. The Uh opening title, the opening (laughs) title song is cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the opening title. Fun and fancy free, yeah. It's a jam. (laughs) Definitely. I would (laughs) dance to it at the club. (laughs) I'm just picturing that now, Megan. My eyes are blinded. No, I'm just kidding. Like, we're even cool enough to go to the club. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm way too old for that. I'm, like, asleep. All right. Could be a Club 33. That's now true. That, that's my club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They would I play that they at play that play club, though. Fancy free at Club 33. Probably when you walk in. That, it's like some mm-hmm. rave version of it. <laughs> oh, I'm just picturing that version now, Katie. Oh, my gosh. It's got, like, that beat. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I think Meg's embarrassed that she started this podcast with me. <laughs> Why don't you uh, read your Disney memory? All right. <laughs> well, before we do that, does anyone have anything else that they want to add about either short, about the movie in general? No. I pretty much said it all. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this week's Disney memory, Molly Rigler. Rigler or Riegler? Riegler. She says, I wanted to message you ladies to say I love your podcast. Disney has been a huge part of my life since I was born. We would drive down to Disney World every other summer on vacation. My first trip, I was actually in my mom's tummy, so I got bit by the Disney bug early on. I live in Orlando now, but I grew up in Ohio. I could tell from the first episode that you guys are from Ohio, too, based on how you say certain words, and I love it. It makes me feel like I'm listening to friends. That's so weird. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, we do have tendencies. I know. It's weird to think about, because, like... You know, no one ever thinks they have an accent, but everybody does. Like, is it just an Ohio thing that we say, like, oh, 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 I'm going to sneak on past you there. I think that's an Ohio (laughs) thing. No one else is going to think that's funny because... Anybody from Ohio will think it's hilarious, okay? Really anyone who's, like, Midwestern. I think it might be a Midwestern thing. We don't say that in Chicago. I don't know. I think you do. I think you just don't know. I've never said oh except for oh, just now. Oh, like whenever you're like accidentally, like you've accidentally done something, and you're like, oh, oh, I dropped something. No. Oh, I dropped something. Instead oh, of yeah, oops, no, I have. you say oh. oh my gosh, 
Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely said that. I totally said that before. Exactly. Now you're going to notice it. And anyone who's listening, <laughs> if you say it, you will <sighs> notice that you do it. Mm-hmm. But you Just can't putting stop Putting me on it. blast here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Molly. It's her time to shine. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I worked in Walt Disney World for eight years, but I don't anymore. I have an annual pass, though. Working there provided so many amazing memories that I would I would have trouble listing just one. However, your Dumbo episode inspired me to share an experience. At one point in my Disney career, I was a Disney trainer working at Disney University. I would train front desk and concierge cast. One of the leaders there did a short presentation on how Timothy Mouse is a better trainer than Jiminy Cricket. He showed parts from the movie how Timothy stayed by Dumbo, took care of him, gave him confidence, and never abandoned him. The same cannot be said for Jiminy. He completely abandons Pinocchio at one point, but the kicker for the whole thing is that on the current Dumbo ride in Walt Disney World, Timothy can be seen watching and admiring his trainee for all he learned and how successful he has become. Every time I go on that ride, I think of the story and I get a little choked up. Literally just got chills because anytime <laughs> anything has to do with the Disney parks like that, it just like gives me the feels. Mm-hmm. I literally have goosebumps. You see it? Yes. I can vouch for the goosebumps through there. <laughs> this short presentation completely changed the way I look at myself as a trainer. I want to become a trainer again someday in my new career. I will be listening to your podcast all the time and will write in when I can. You ladies are doing a wonderful job. I also love Harry Potter, so I appreciate all the references. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I never thought about that either. Yeah, he does totally abandon Pinocchio. I also love Timothy. Like, I remember as a kid, he was my favorite from Dumbo. I just thought he was super cute. Mm-hmm. He was so nice, and I liked his accent, speaking mm-hmm. of accents. He's got a great name. Packy mm-hmm. Doim. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh my god, I love him. <laughs> the Packy Doim. <laughs> I know he's, like, overdid that oh, in the we've Dumbo episode. That. Sorry, but we've killed had him. to bring it back because it was mentioned. <laughs> I also want to give... A quick little shout out to a handful of our listeners who have reached out to us about the Song of the South episode. And um, they praised us for how we discussed it because it was a difficult topic. We were nervous. Mm -hmm. We were really nervous to do that episode, if I'm being completely honest, because I love Splash Mountain so much. And I and I know the people who did the episode with us. Well, Rory, Sarah was supposed to, but she couldn't. But Sarah had told me, she's like, I'm nervous to watch this movie because I don't want it to ruin Song of the South for me. And I was nervous about that, too. And then to discuss it in a way that didn't put on blast either side of the conversation was just really difficult. And we appreciate anybody who noticed our effort. Yeah, thanks for your feedback. We appreciate it. Yes, thank Mm -hmm. you very much. Because there were a couple people who reached out. So that made me happy. You guys really did a good job with that episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, you did. You know, actually, I told you guys, I saw the movie during our first college program. Mm-hmm. I was able to give you guys a bootleg copy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yes, I remember did. seeing it, and I thought it was going to ruin Splash Mountain. But, like, you guys, I listened to the episode, actually, today, and I was like, dang, they did a really good job discussing it. I have my bootleg no. copy right here. That <laughs> mine's actually in a fancier case. I mine's should, in a fancier case. I should make a fancy case for it. It's just yeah, like in an old plastic yeah. <laughs> two thousand CD case. Yeah. When I ordered the movie, I ordered two copies, and one came like in a fancy case, and I kept that one because it was a little bit more. Of and then yours you just came. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Well, I sent you more than just that movie. <laughs> 
thank you, Tim and Jocelyn, so much for joining us for what did we just watch? Fun and fancy. Fun and fancy frame. <laughs> <laughs> I really did love Mickey and the Beanstalk, and I'm gonna watch it again because I fell asleep for the ending, and I want to see the whole thing again. Yeah, she woke up. She's like, "So, how did it end?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not telling you. Um, real quick, also, before we sign off, I want to give a shout out to Jocelyn's blog. Because yeah. she, funnily enough, we didn't realize this, she's doing um, very similar to what we're doing, just blog style. Instead of podcast style. Yeah, and she's got amazing <laughs> um, insight to all these movies. So, I be- if tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's called The Art of Storytelling, A Journey Through Disney Films. And she posts in our group, but we will make sure to post a link to it as well when this episode goes live. You should definitely check it out. Yeah. She does a really good job. And she's a little bit ahead of us. Yes. So, <laughs> so you well, could like, study there, I mean, up with just, her. There's just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. you're blue. Thanks, oh, guys. You're welcome. you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And uh, Jocelyn is back next week for Melody Time. So, with another guest. I have to reach out to them. I have to look at my document because I'm not positive who it is. But we have another guest as well. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. This kind of prize is a surprise. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So, make sure that you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on social media and join in on the conversation. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids Disney Podcast and Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. You can also join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod. You also get to watch along with Megan and Katie once a month. We'll pick a movie that we're covering that month. And lastly, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com and send us your favorite Disney memory. It can be anything Disney-related, so send it our way so that you can be featured on a future episode. And like I said, be famous. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch Melody Time ahead of next week's episode. You know who's in Melody Time? The little bird that we really like. That I think is Jocelyn's ringtone. Am I right about that? Oh my god, really? Was it you that it? posted that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Articon makes an appearance. <laughs> He's nice. Coming, he's yeah. coming back. Is I, he in the three caballeros or saludos amigos? The three, three caballeros. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Yeah. He comes back. So. Good. I can't wait. All right. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.